Hello, this is uh, Alex Merced from alexmerced.com, and you're listening to a new episode of my podcast. And uh, basically what I want to talk about today is the difference between socialism and liberalism. Okay, notice I'm not saying capitalism. I don't like that term because it's kind of meaningless. Um, it wasn't even originated by, it, like, the term doesn't come from free market thinkers. It was originally a term coined by people of a more sort of communist socialist bent um, as a pejorative sort of for um, the dominance of, of, of the elite of the time. Okay, and it's generally, so some people try to defend capitalism in an attempt to defend free markets, but then you conflate these two terms and then people who, you know, the word capitalism to people who are sort of like on the communist socialist bent is this to them it's the system to, to them it's a critique of everything that's sort of wrong with the sort of the status quo so when you're trying to defend free markets and you call it capitalism you're conflating their criticism of the status quo and conflating it with the idea of free markets which is a different thing okay it's <clears throat> And it creates just sort of like muddy waters. So I prefer liberalism as the term for sort of the opposite of socialism because it's more accurate. Okay, so let's, for, and again, the point of this video isn't to say like one's bad or good. I'm definitely gonna put forward sort of like what my opinion is, which I'm going to agree that in a large part is an assertion. There's a lot of evidence out there, a lot of anecdotal, empirical that I feel supports my opinion but again, there's a lot, even some of the things, some of the assertions on either side are just things you can't, you just can't prove because they're, they're part of more complex social phenomena. Okay, so let's set our definitions up. So when I hear the word socialism, the fundamental point of like socialism is that your decisions have externalities, meaning like they can have positive or negative effects on other people, okay? And some decisions can have such a high degree, at the end of the day, the reality is everything has externalities and everything. Has, everything's interconnected, that's just reality. Um, but some of your decisions can maybe have such a consequence to other people, or good or bad, okay, that they should be a assumption of the risk by everyone, okay, the uh, the cost of that risk should be offset. So in this case, they say, okay, well, you know, there's a cost to, let's say, education, okay? So basically, if people aren't educated, yeah, that sucks for you, you may not be able to find the job, but to the grander society, hey, there's a likeliness that, hey, since you can't find the job because you're uneducated, you might use violent uh, violent means to get things, so you might resort to, cr resort to crime, and that sucks for other people. Okay, so there's a negative externality if people aren't educated, but if everyone's educated, um, then everybody's wealthier because people are, can get better jobs, create better things, you know. So there's a very positive externality. So the belief by, of a socialist is that then since there's, there's this such a grand externality with education, that that cost, that risk should be uh, socialized, meaning it should be assumed by everybody. For everybody okay so everybody should have a hand in paying for everyone's education 
And you know, and that's a very when you frame it that way, it's very plausible. It's, it's you know, it's not not an implausible sort of argument to make. Okay, hey, you know, if we all just pitched in for everyone's education, we'll all be better off because we're maximizing that positive externality. Like the the, the devil's always in the details. Okay, um, but here's where the, you know the, generally the the other hand of the thing. Okay, so in the sense that if everyone's going to assume the cost of the risk. Okay, and then some of your own decisions. Again, it's like, do you educate yourself? Okay, uh, do you go pursue healthcare? Like decisions that are your decisions, again, carry risk with them. So on top of that, basically, when you have socialism and they're saying, okay, hey, everyone should should take a cost of the risk, but at the same time, you want to mitigate that risk because now every since everyone's sharing in the cost of the risk, so sharing in the cost of let's say healthcare. Okay, so we pay for everyone's healthcare theoretically. Well, if you don't make healthy decisions then everyone has to pay more. So now everyone has a financial interest in your individual decision-making, um, which then ends up, you know, and this is where you end up sort of like in a regulatory state where they're regulating, you know, your food decisions because, hey, if you're unhealthy, then, then you know, you're gonna end up being more, you're gonna cost more to everyone else, regulating not only that, whether you educate yourself, but what can you get educated in? Because if you choose to specialize in something that's not gonna necessarily generate uh, income, then there's a chance that you might become a burden to the rest of society kind of thing. So like the more you offset those risks, the more of a vested interest all of society has in all of your decisions. So then there's a sort of this vested interest in controlling your decisions. Okay, so socialism is, yeah, you're socializing the risk, but you're also creating a vested interest in sort of everyone's decision making. Liberalism is sort of the polar opposite of this. Okay, basically saying you deserve to make your decisions. Okay, and oftentimes the reality is things are a little bit more complex that what is best for you, okay, may not necessarily always be what on paper seems to be the best, okay? Sometimes people make decisions that maybe in with foresight don't seem like they would have been the wisest decisions, but turn out to be probably the best decision they could have made, okay? There's just certain things you can't predict about the future. There's certain things you can't predict about people's lives and their personalities. There's just certain things you can't control for. So in that case, you should make your decision. But on the same vein, you should be responsible for the decisions you make. So if you make a poor healthcare decision, if you choose not to get educated, um, then in that case, there is no burden. They, the burden of that decision is on you. And while again, there's still externalities. No one's saying that there isn't externalities. So there's still like, again, these externalities that do permeate. But at the end of the day, like the responsibility is on you and um, but because you take the responsibility you have the freedom to make the decisions you want and while that has a potential for people to make bad decisions that also has the potential for people to make better decisions than if their decisions were limited okay okay so it's like the idea is you're not yes by not limiting the lower end you're not limiting the higher end okay so basically some people can make will be able to make better decisions than anyone would have anticipated because again no one has perfect foresight no one has perfect knowledge um so no you know no central planner can sit there and really say okay hey these are the exact decisions that people need to make these are the exact things we need to ban to make society some people think they know that but that's again sort of the more liberalism point of view so liberalism versus socialism so there are people who purely think through like a socialist or liberalist or liberal lens, okay? There are these sort of these two poles 
Okay, like I would, I'm definitely someone who probably looks at almost every issue through a liberal lens. Okay, I generally like, I think that's like the best starting place. Personally, that's just sort of where I've come to after years of sort of self-discovery and, and asking questions of myself and researching and looking at the world around me. Um, it just comes down to like, even if you can imagine a, even if it's plausible to imagine a perfect socialism where basically we, we, we offset, we take the right, we, 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 we share the right risks and take the right, you know, basically provide the right things. Theoretically, I can, I can, again, it's plausible, but the reality is humans aren't perfect people. And then humans don't have the knowledge to make perfect decisions. So when you have people who can make really big decisions in the sense of saying, okay, here's what everybody's got to pitch in for you. Human imperfection can oftentimes choose the wrong risk to, to, to take off the table. And it's not like whether the wrong risk is taking healthcare or education off the table. It's like, how do you do it? And who makes those decisions? And what are their influences? And are they corruptible? You know, there's all these sort of like points of the way. And then oftentimes, like, when you have these sort of large systems, they're hard to change. So they don't respond to like, hey, if things don't work out, well, you're stuck with the system that you have. Um, versus like smaller, you know, like if I start a small business because I have to do it individually, or with a small group, okay, if something's not working with our business, we can respond to it quicker. If something's going well, we can then maximize that quicker because there's a lot less chefs in the kitchen. So you can, so basically you also have this element of like experimentation with liberalism because people are able to make their own decisions. People can minimize bad decisions and maximize bad decisions in real time. I mean, maximize good decisions in real time. While when you have socialism, since everything is kind of like a collaborative effort and everyone's got to be like, okay, we all got to kind of agree that this risk is on the table. We're all going to agree to, we're going to force each other not to do this and not to do that. Every decision is, takes a painstakingly long time. So then when you make a bad decision, um, you know, and so, so this is sort of like what I come to, but some people will think some of the trade-offs are more worth it. Again, neither is perfect. There's trade-offs. Okay. Um, and that's, I think, the fundamental flaw I think everybody on all sides makes that they assume that it's just sort of like they talk about one particular point of view as if there's no cost. Okay, you may think socialism is good, but there are costs to whatever benefits you perceive. And same thing, I'm someone who thinks liberalism is very good, but there are costs. Okay, um, either way, okay. Um, the question is when do you when where, where do you think the benefits outweigh the costs? So again, there's people who are on the polar opposites, but most people individually are much more diverse in the sense that they see certain issues. They're like, oh, well, you know, like maybe uh, maybe I see socialism for like healthcare and education because you know those are things I think I think everyone should have healthcare and socialism. Again, I pretend to be someone who thinks this, but I do want people to be able to start their own businesses, and I don't think you know we should be off taking the risks off businesses. Other people are thinking like, well, it's important to have like lots of businesses, so we should take off some of the risk because that's still socialism. Like right now, a lot of the debate you see between sort of the right and left in American politics is oftentimes not about a debate between socialism and liberalism. It's more a debate over what the mix should look like. That's sort of the more centrist debate. So like, you know, business, like what should the mix of socialism and liberalism look like in business and healthcare and, and whatnot? And there's different sort of degrees of that. Okay. But if you think about like sort of like the real, the big difference is sort of like who bears the risks 
and at the end of the day, like who bears the risk and has the control over the decision making, then it starts making sense or the difference between sort of socialism and liberalism. Socialism, everyone bears the risk, so then everyone has a say in all the decisions, but that means everyone has a say in your individual decisions. In liberalism, you bear the risk of your, your decisions, but you can then make your own decisions. And that's sort of like the, and then there's the, all the shades of gray in between. Okay, where, um, but once you kind of appreciate that, that like the, the fundamental debate is a debate between sort of risk and agency. And the, basically the idea is the less risk you want to take as an individual, the less agency you will have and vice versa, the more agency you want to have in life, the more risk you have to be willing to take, then it become, makes a lot more sense on sort of like what the fundamental debate is. Um, but again, more risk, more reward. So at the end of the day, like the more risk you take, the greater potential you have, okay? If you're willing to take the risk and have freedom to make all your decisions, you also have, that means you have the freedom to make a bunch of right decisions that no one anticipated you would ever make um, and lead to heights that no one imagined, okay? vice versa and then vice versa and then vice versa you know you take risk off the table you also limit sort of like the extent that and if you're someone who does make generally good decisions and i think this is kind of where you start saying like people who make really good decisions are oftentimes going to be like why should i be limited um i be limited You know, when I can make good decisions and I can create a lot of good from those decisions. And then and then also coming from the point when you see other people get limited, like that can be a reason why some people like sort of like really see the, the aspect of the liberalism. So, again, that's the difference for like the philosophical of sort of societal risk. There's also other vectors of like sort of political debate, such as like the distribution of power and who should be powerful. Okay, where are the centers of power? That's slightly different. Um, and But the thing is that these debates get conf conflated. You know, like, some people think... And, and there, you get into a little bit of a different aspect, where oftentimes, some people feel like, you know, the, 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 the units of power... And I would say this is sort of the more right-wing point of view, and this is not necessarily a libertarian point of view like myself, um, where, like, as a libertarian, I'm more like the center of power should be the individual, like in the sense that you have the ultimate risk, ultimate responsibility. Then you have like sort of like a, a, a sort of more right wing conservative point of view where like the center of power really should be like the fa the family unit, the local community, oftentimes sort of like religious institutions. Um, and that's sort of sort of like where like, that's where a lot of societal influence should be. be. And oftentimes it's because they have a positive experience with these institutions, okay? So you have to realize like a lot of, a lot of people's opinions are informed by their by their experiences so those who who come from families that were very together that's supportive of each other had very po positive experiences with their family and had very positive experiences with their religious institutions as a, a as a focal point of their community as a place to find aid guidance and assistance in their life of course they, you know they're going to really see a positive role and say hey, yeah yeah that should be sort of like more societal like organizing decision making should be done in this realm you know, you're somebody who didn't have a positive experience with those because maybe because of different prejudices at the time. Okay, your your family kicked you out, religious organizations, you know, tell you that you, you know, reject you and tell you you're gonna be damned, of course you're gonna be hostile to the you know, that being sort of like the center of organizational and you're gonna look to other institutions. Okay? And this is when this is where oftentimes like 
you know, this is why some people place their faith in necessarily a government because the social institutions that other people depend on failed them. And that's natural. This is why it's important for us like, to all love each other. This is why if we do want, like if I, like me, someone who believes in liberalism, you want a liberal order where basically, you know, people don't look to government to impose things. Okay. Cause again, and then just to kind of clarify a little bit, socialism, socialism versus uh, liberalism doesn't necessarily mean government versus government. Like it can, it can't, but like you could end up having socialist means by, through theoretically through completely voluntary means. You could have uh, liberalism imposed where basically so basically they ban uh, any kind of social organizing. You could, th- you know, they, so there's this diagram of sort of like how risk should be distributed in society and the second level sort of like again the power distribution in society like who has the power to influence how and how to influence it so like government is again a generally institution that has sort of a monopoly over violence so generally when you ask government to play a larger role you're saying that like the way you impose a lot of social influence is through the threat of violence okay and then that's why like someone like me is like very fair pushes very much against that because i'm a very non-violent person okay vice versa like social institutions okay um don't are generally they do it through a different way they the way they generally work um are, is again generally more of a carrot stick approach the carrot generally being like you know uh the feeling of being part of a community um mutual aid things like this and then basically punish you um by through social ostracization or withdrawal of aid or that just feeling of being withdrawn from the community um and there's again there's some communities that do are much have much better judgment on when to use these mechanisms than others in the same way but and the same thing i guess could be said for government where you know um but the thing is that violence can sometimes be a little bit more final Okay, when someone uses violence on you, individuals can use violence too. Don't get me wrong, um, but the idea is they don't necessarily have the authority to use it. Okay, no one's no one necessarily has the authority to go up and just kill you, other than like government. Um, so these are sort of like the vectors of sort of modern political debate and philosophy. Like if you take a look at every issue and you kind of boil it down, it's often a debate of like how do you distribute the risk and agency and a distribution of like who gets to make the decisions and power okay so again if you're someone who's like purely on sort of the liberalism extreme like i am i want individuals making decisions um and i generally want to distribute risk and agency as much as possible to the individual now modern modern day you have your like your your sort of left wing and oftentimes very marked by the failure of sometimes social institutions to choose when to wisely use some of the more painful mechanisms again things like rejecting people from communities and ostracizing people um and using those and sort of towards people who didn't necessarily do anything to anyone else okay and i can you can probably think of situations um which creates like this sort of like skepticism by those people skepticism towards things like family and religious and then you have people who didn't suffer those 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 negative consequences and have seen the and have experienced the positive sides so thus, they're going to be much more like to those particular social institutions. While like again, a libertarian like myself is probably more agnostic to social institutions. Like at least I am. Like I'm not. I don't have a particular like. I don't feel like I have personally have a particular stake in which social institutions 
make decisions. I actually rather just have as many institutions as possible make decisions and have that, again, decision-making as distributed as much as possible. Ideally, like you as an individual would make most decisions in your life. Um, but these are hopefully kind of helps frame sort of like the debate because at the end of the day like people get really passionate that people take things really personal they're not and they think that just because someone doesn't agree with them that they must be the other side they must be the other side and the other side who doesn't agree with them must be bad like they must just want bad things when oftentimes it's it is very much debate based on people's experiences and if you understand that and the kind of experience people might have experienced that kind of give them the perspective they have then you can realize that you can really change a lot of discussion by just the way we treat each other and by just choosing to treat each other better. And this is kind of always sort of like my fundamental point that honestly, 90% of this doesn't matter if we just treat each other nicer. Okay. Um, because most of the demand for solutions comes from problems we have because we isolate ourselves, we isolate others, um, whether it's through hate, through frustration, through fear, through any of these kind of things. So if we were just nicer to each other voluntarily, um, most of this stuff just kind of becomes meaningless. Most of this debate, this philosophy, this all this uh, rigmarole just becomes sort of pointless. So at the end of the day, like, just be nice. Be a better person. And then you'll inspire others to be better and life will be good. Ain't that good. So my name is Alex Merced from alexmercedcoder.com. Oh, I mean, from alexmerced.com, wrong podcast. Um, but uh, this is Alex Merced. Um, you can go to alexmerced.com to learn more. Uh, subscribe to my podcast. Check out my YouTube channel. Have a great day and enjoy.